Hey, it's Richie, and before we start the show, we want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings and DraftKings.com. If you are outside of the state of Arizona, Super Bowl 55 is this week, everybody, on Sunday, the big game. If you download the DraftKings app right now and you use the promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge, Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So you got to use that promo code THPN right now. And with Super Bowl 55, Chiefs versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All you have to do to get your share of these massive prizes is to enter the Super Bowl prediction challenge. If you download the app, you make some predictions, and you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of one million dollars. DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to its players since 2012 so you know they know a thing or two about big paydays. That's DraftKings, DraftKings.com, promo code THPN. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave episode 100 with THPN. Live on the Hockey Podcast Network. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so good to see our old school intro again. It's so old. I haven't seen it in so long. We um we used to be all sports, all Arizona sports, y'all. So the fact that uh, we get to see that again is actually pretty cool because um yeah we we did that with um with Fern Dom and Scotty way back when when we started this whole thing. I mean I don't know. Should we go over um where we kind of started all this and where we came to be. I don't know. We've, we've talked about it before and we've talked about it on other podcasts, but I, I don't know if we should address it or not. Yeah, I, uh, that's what that was, by the way, in case you're wondering what that was. If you are longtime fans of the show, like you said, Corey, that was our original open when we used to do a video version of this podcast back in the day. So I thought, hey, we're, we're back on video. We're live. Let's bring that back with the new music. And, uh, yeah, so this this is actually episode 100 on the Hockey Podcast Network, but we did about 25 to 30 episodes of the old version of the show on YouTube, so we're about 130 episodes in now, but we wanted to celebrate episode 100. And yeah, like you said, Corey, we started out just uh, kind of wanted to have some fun talking about local sports and do it, have fun doing it from the perspective of two uh, younger people in the market as opposed to old white dudes galore in the Phoenix market in terms of uh, radio and whatnot. So I'm excited that we're now 100 episodes into the Hockey Podcast Network. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up on this episode of the show. If you're watching watching us at home, uh, comments. We can see your comments here on, uh, on StreamYard. This is cool. We'll bring that up uh, from time to time. I see Bayou Benders is already in the chat. Thanks for watching, dude. See a couple other people hanging out already. So this is going to be a fun show. We're not going to be live for too long. Going to keep it under an hour tonight because everybody, you know, it's a Wednesday night. Got a work day tomorrow, but a lot of fun stuff coming up. We'll talk a little Coyotes action, obviously. The game against the Blues. Some big news earlier today, Corey, on Wednesday was the cancellation of the Saturday-Sunday games against the Minnesota Wild because the NHL has a massive, massive COVID outbreak. We'll get to that. But the star of the show will be coming up at the end, Corey. Are you excited for this? Oh, I'm super excited for that. Like, it's it's going to – not to be crude at all, but you're going to be, like, shitting yourself. Like, it's going to be rough. I, yeah, I'm not – I don't know if I'm excited or not. I, I think I'll be – I think I'll be perfectly fine, honestly. Um, Nick Floor from the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, Nick's podcast. Nick's excited because Nick is the one that's making you do it. Yes. Yes, he is the one – well, we originally were going to do it together on the same show on the 100th episode 
of the Stick Hungry podcast for the San Jose Sharks, but I was busy that day, so I was like, all right, I had to push it back a little bit. Thanks for joining us tonight, Nick. Appreciate it. It's coming up at the end of the show. Um, now, to wash it down, I don't have anything with me yet. I have a beer here. Um, this, it's called Yeti. from. It's out of Colorado. It's an Imperial Stout, so we might have to wash it down with that. I don't know how good beer is when washing down. I have... Um, Oh, you have whiskey, it looks like. I I have my tequila liqueur, because you oh. know me. On, for big occasions, I always have to have my uh, Three Amigos um, Ramona's Reserve, so. Bayou Bender's commenting about your jersey <laughs> tonight, Corey. It is. It is. It is a dope jersey. This one is the Doan one, too. Of course, I'm like... I can get my back in the right place there. It's the Doan one. I actually have um, my patch. I just, you know, haven't put it on there quite yet. So, you know, maybe because this was, you know, his last season. So I got to get it on my my Doan jersey here. Um, I've said it before in the closet. I do have um, a Domi one. Because I got Scotty a Domi jersey because I thought we were going to be able to put a C on that one eventually. So we could have old C, new C. Um, that didn't quite happen, obviously. So that one just sits in the closet. And um, most of the time, um, Scotty wears my jersey to games, usually when I'm working them. And um, he, luckily, it's it's quite a rather large jersey, so he can fit in it too. But um, yeah, so... I still got to put my patch on there, but yeah, this is a dope jersey. Like, I love this one. I, I also have one of our really old school ones. Um, I mean, not that old school. The one that was before this, that's um, a Keith Yandel one. But um, this is definitely my favorite. Like, I I feel really, really good looking when I wear these these ones. They're, they're nice looking jerseys. I liked when they came out. You got to get a 25th anniversary patch now. Oh, you, you froze on me. What did you say, Richie? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you got to get a 25th anniversary patch now. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. So I was wondering, I'm like, okay, do I do the 25th anniversary patch? But the thing is, like, this 20th, at least, like, Doan had the 20th patch on. So do I get another jersey? Because I really want either the, the the newest ones that obviously came out this year or do I get just a regular throwback one I want one with at least with a kachina on it and then I'm thinking about maybe putting a 25th anniversary patch on that one it would feel like the, either like a retro or just a regular like kachina I haven't decided but I'm thinking about getting a 25th anniversary patch for that one it's kind of lame because this was really exciting when it was 20 it kind of sucks that 25 is during COVID. So it's not the same type of feels. I agree. But I, I love the fact that you have the patch there to put on there. My jersey is out in the car right now. Uh, I, I was going to wear it tonight. But again, I, it's in the car. I didn't want to go get it. So instead, if you can see, I'm wearing the Scratching and Clawing shirt from a couple of years ago. I thought that was an apt choice. And uh, so that's what I'm wearing. Now, my jersey, of course, is a Tobias Reader jersey, and this is the perfect transition here to get into our first topic because Tobias Reader was one of the players on the Buffalo Sabres who is on the COVID list, whether because he was in close contact or he actually has it. And the Buffalo Sabres are one of the teams that is going to be missing games for at least the next week because of, of COVID. And uh, so, unfortunately... The Buffalo Sabres, Minnesota Wild, and a bunch of other teams are going to be missing time due to a massive, massive COVID outbreak. In fact, I believe there was 40 players among 12 different teams that had a are affected by this. And obviously the Minnesota Wild had like six guys. The New Jersey Devils had 12 guys. A lot of, um, a lot of different... Um, Teams have have the COVID issues, Corey. Apologize for my internet issues tonight. Um, my internet sucks, so we're gonna try and get through this as best we can. But uh, but yeah, what do you make of all the teams with the, with the COVID, Corey? Um, I, I think it's gonna be very difficult, no matter how you 
uh, you slice it basically because of the fact that COVID is always going to be a factor. Um, I mean, I even was reading an article today about how, I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but um, Kansas City had to deal with the fact that they all apparently go to the same barber. They have a team barber and um, their team barber tested positive for COVID. And so they almost got to a point where they were, um, they were like 20 of them were supposed to be in line to, um, to get their haircut, including their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He was actually, I think it was supposed to be either like today or tomorrow. And when they found out that he had COVID. So that's where you're going to start getting into these like weird situations, whether it's hockey, baseball, uh, football, it, basketball, any of them, you're going to start getting into these weird situations where you're going to have massive outbreaks on teams because of the fact that they are, all together all the time and so if one person gets it it's very difficult for um, another person not to get it and so then you're going to see postponed games like this and it's really going to start leading into these weird situations where is it good for a team is it bad for a team because you, you know then you will have these breaks where um obviously um the the team can rest and um and when i'm not sure are i'm sure i've I haven't looked into it, but whether the rest of the team can practice or not, I'm sure they probably can. Um, so, you know, they can spend this extra time, but at the same time, it gets you out of the, the game flow of being in, in games. So, like, say, like, the Wild, it was until the ninth. So, what is this, the third? You're going to have a full-blown week there where you're not going to be playing any games, and, and that's going to be somewhere similar to kind of like an, an all-star type break, and it's going to really kind of fuck with the way that they um that the pace of the season is so fast to take that much time off is going to be really strange for them and i i think it may hurt teams more than it will help them um but there's nothing you can really do in the fact that um it's covid like you can't really do anything around it they have to take those precautions and you know they don't even have people traveling with the team like tyson ash was kind of complaining on the last broadcast about the fact that you know he really misses traveling with the team and stuff like that when they go to places and being able to call those games because he is sitting in gila river arena calling those literally from the press box watching it on a tv so um those are the things that are really kind of unique to the situation and no matter how you slice it it's never going to be a good situation for any team um who will have to be facing it and i don't think it's going to be easy for really any team to get out of this unscathed um we're hitting lower numbers now back to the numbers we were like before thanksgiving but um it still doesn't change the fact that covid is rampant and it's probably going to be running through all the teams in the nhl and uh it's really going to be a problem from here on out. And with a shortened season, it's going to get really complicated scheduling wise. Yeah. And we already saw that the NWHL canceled the rest of their season. They were actually set to get their semifinals and finals underway this coming week on, I believe it was Friday and Saturday up there and in Lake Placid. And we've talked about the NWHL quite a bit on our show over the last couple of weeks and it's unfortunate to see that their season got canceled because of health concerns and for the nhl we're going to see more of this right it's not this isn't the only time we're going to see stoppages i I don't know how they're going to handle this the rest of the year because it's just going to get worse and the fact that we're seeing more teams get fans in the stands while there is a widespread outbreak of covid in the league is just wild to me I don't know what the NHL is going to try and do here. I don't know if they're just going to try and plow through because the schedule is so protracted to begin with. It's going to be really tough. But so it looks like we're going to go back to points percentage at the end of the season, regular season, because there's no way they're going to really be able to make up a lot of these games unless they do what I thought they should do, which is just do um, like baseball and do shortened double headers, like two 30-minute games back-to-back genius that sounds like insanity the only way you could survive through those games is if you had two solid goaltenders that could deal with because i have if you were to put that much pressure in and you were to do it that way um i feel like you would have to be able you couldn't play the same goaltender back to back i feel like that would be way too much 
to be putting on someone to be doing all of these like back to back, especially if there's more than just one. And considering the fact that Auntie Ranta cannot stay healthy to um, just save anyone at this point um, is highly concerning for the coyotes in that regard. I would not uh, advocate for that um, be- simply because at this point, um, I don't want to put Darcy Kemper in any situations where he might be pushing himself too hard to and could possibly get hurt because we all know what happens um, when that happens. It's basically the second half of last season. So yeah, I, I would uh, I would not advise that. I would say um, just try and make up the games that you can and then the, the games that you can't um, just try and, you know, work it out the best they can. You know, it's it, it's the NHL. It will always come out to be the same thing in the end where whatever solution they come up with, half the people will like and half the people will hate and we will see them all fight it out on Twitter. Yeah, there's what? We're about a third of the way through the season now, I guess. Almost a, I guess probably, yeah, a quarter basically way through the season. And um, they got to figure this out quick because it's just not going to continue, right? Because the Wild are going to miss three or four games. Coyotes are going to miss two games. Sharks and Knights already missed two games earlier this week that were scheduled for here in, at Glendale at Gila River Arena. So good luck, NHL. You got a mess on your hands, uh, which is it's still wild to me that the NFL managed to finish their entire regular season, all 16 games, without having to cancel anything. Still amazing to me. But all right, Corey, let's get into the – Coyotes and Blues game from Tuesday night. What did you make of the Coyotes' performance on Tuesday night in the 4-3 loss? So with the Coyotes, there's it was an interesting game. It was funny because I'd seen on Twitter later that someone was saying that they were watching the after show and they were saying that um, it was interesting because it sounded like they didn't lose a game. And it's funny because I think sometimes there's a little bit of hype there where it, they're giving them a little bit too much credit. I mean, the Coyotes did well and they played up to the blue standards kind of like what they always do is they 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 tend to play up to teams and play down to teams which is which is kind of unfortunate considering the fact that you're professionals that is something that um that kids do when they're playing like youth hockey so the fact that you know that they always tend to play down and play up according to the teams that they're playing um is somewhat unfortunate and you definitely saw them play up but they had a lot of really terrible defensive breakdowns and those were the things that really killed them for the most part. I um, I needed to remember who was it. It was Hayton and someone else. Oh, and Gross completely just got walked by Falk on that second goal of theirs. It was absolutely like they both. Well, I think basically Hayton thought he was going to try and shoot it, and so he tried to block it, but he completely walked through both of them and scored that goal. And it's just frustrating because of the fact that, you know, there has been, there there has been people that have been out. And so, you know, you have to have some of these players filling in. Um, And so certain people like Gross really, I think, are put in these situations that are a little bit more than, than they were expecting. But you can't have these critical errors like that. And there were so many defensive breakdowns in this in this game that it was really frustrating. I I really enjoyed seeing some extra effort out of some people like Phil Kessel blocked a shot. I think he immediately regretted it after doing it because of the fact that um, he was on the bench completely in uh, visual pain um, after blocking that shot. It is, it's, it's not um, as much fun as people like to think it is. Um, it is very painful and, um, you know, even people who've gotten hit in the foot before, like they, they've bro- broken their foot even though they're wearing a skate. So there's a lot of padding in your thigh where he got hit, but it, that's still definitely going to leave a bruise. And um, after waiting for so long for him to get healed, um, I like the extra effort, but I, I kind of want him to be more focusing on scoring goals and not injuring himself because of the fact that he was injured for most of last season and it definitely didn't produce the results that we were all looking for. So those were kind of my two big um, takeaways. Um, Defensive puck watching was also just, I mean, that led to a lot of the breakdowns was it was a lot of reactive um, play out of the defense in that way. They were stuck puck watching on multiple occasions. And um, I I guess if there's anything that I, I really 
um, I really liked was the fact that, you know, it was Christian Dvorak's birthday and he was able to score two goals. But, you know, there's, there's so many little things that needed to be um, improved in that game. And even Tockett was quoted saying that, they, you know, that the Blues hadn't really earned any of their goals. And, and you can definitely tell throughout it. And it the last three minutes after um, they pulled Darcy looked very solid. It was that type of um, a, aggressive um, it was that type of aggression that we were really looking for them throughout the, the rest of the game. And they fully came for it. It just, they started having the same problems with the, the extra man on the ice as they do when they're in their power plays. Um, they're really having a really hard time, um, uh, after the third goal with their perimeter passing, they weren't really trying to get anyone to bite on anything. So they weren't really getting, um, they, they didn't really have the best movement and they couldn't really get anyone to bite for a pass to the middle for a clean shot for themselves. Um, of, of course, I, I, I take notes while I'm watching the game. So that was kind of what I was, um, what I had realized when I was watching it is this is the, the same issues that they're constantly having during their power play. And if you realize with the, between the penalties that were given up, you know, one of the, the goals came off of a, uh, four minute penalty. So the fact that they gave up so many penalties and then any penal any power plays that they were on, they they're not able to make the um, progressive movement that they need to do in order to score these goals. It was just a bunch of things all together and um, it's really kind of frustrating to watch, honestly. Yeah, you encapsulate that pretty much perfectly. Uh, again, sorry if you guys can't hear or see me. My internet sucks, so Corey's carrying the show for the most part tonight. So thank you, Corey. I love you. Beyond, uh, to the moon and back, as they say. <laughs> uh, anyway, as far as the Kyrie's concerned, 3, great first 12 minutes. Yes, exactly. First 12 minutes of the game, terrific. They played great hockey. They were out shooting the Blues 11-1 to in the first, t- uh, what, 8-10 to 10 minutes of the game? Right, They already had the goal. They were playing well, looking good. And then once the Blues got the goal uh, to tie the game up because Alex Goligoski blew a tire on, on his own blue line and allowed, um, allowed the Blues to come in to the zone and, and, and score pretty easily on Darcy Kemper, then the game changed from there. And it became a game that we've seen kind of the Blues and Coyotes play before, which is kind of, it was very back and forth. They went, you know, lulls throughout the game. But Rick Tockett, like you said, Corey, he nailed it when he was like, you know, the structure was fine. Uh, the system's fine. You just can't have guys like you. And you mentioned Barrett Hayton and Jordan Gross. They went down on the ice on a couple on, on those goals. And you can't do that, right? When you're back checking, it's just easy to way, way too easy for the Blues to score those goals. The offense put up three goals. If you do that more often than not, you're going to win hockey games. And unfortunately, they just made one too many defensive zone mistakes. And what I'm glad, though, is that they're going to get some of their defensemen back. They're going to get Christian Fisher and Lawson Kraus back. And I think that's going to make a big difference. This team is really missing Oliver ekman Larson right now, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's why. And, and it's hard because a lot of the, the the problem when it comes to like say like Hayton is the fact that um, he will have some. He'll look really great. He was actually like helping out, contributing by uh, blocking a shot literally just before he um, basically let Falk walk him. And so um, it it's finishing those plays and really just making sure that you know if if you're in the defensive zone you still need to follow through and you can't really give give up just because you've made two good defensive plays um prior to that and so that is that is some of the the lessons that need to be learned there and then like i said with gross like there's there's some people that are a little bit out of um, out of their depth, and you can kind of tell that it's obvious. And it, it's frustrating when the the captain of your team and the person that's supposed to be a leader in the locker room and on the ice it has been missing. And it's it's frustrating because I feel like we always tell the story of that there is someone injured on the Coyotes, and it has been detrimental to the team because of the fact that there are there are key pieces to this team. And as much as we like to complain about Oliver Ekman-Larsen, he, in the 
first few games, like in the games that he played this season um, before he got injured, he looked good. And it seemed to be that he was kind of showing up this season um, differently than he had in the previous. I think he had learned some stuff in the offseason. And, and I just, it's frustrating because I feel like we always come back to the same situation where there is someone that is injured and it's taking a toll on the rest of the team. Yeah, especially when the guys coming in the lineup are Jordan Gross. <laughs> and his play has just been – it hasn't been great in the defensive zone. He's all offense. I think he can move the puck pretty well. But – and as his first game there, he had he had a couple of nice shots from the point that, that almost got through to, for some scoring chances. But the one I'm most excited for – and I know some people aren't the biggest fans of – Ilya Labushkin in the world, but how often have we talked about Bill Armstrong wanting this team to have some more like punching power in them, some heaviness to them, some more sandpaper in their game, to be a team that people fear when they take the ice against. And I think Ilya Labushkin might bring that because he had some visa issues earlier in the season. He wasn't quite able to uh, to make it onto the team, basically until now. He's only been here for about a week because of his visa issues. But he's a, a big old body on your blue line that I think his game has matured, I think, at the NHL level. He's really become a sturdy kind of middle-pairing, bottom-pairing defenseman that fits really nicely into Rick Tockett's system, and I'm excited to get him back in the lineup, maybe more so than Oliver Ekman Larson, because Bush, Bush is what he is, right? He's a, he can kill penalties. He's a very solid defenseman. Um, doesn't have any offensive to his game, but that's what the Kiders need right now, is they just need somebody who they know when they put on the ice is going to bring along solid defensive zone play, because they really haven't gotten it from some of their guys this year. Yeah, I think I think there's more people that are excited for him than you would uh, think because of the fact that um, when it was announced that he was um, going to be coming, that everyone seemed to be pretty excited about it. And it really is. It's the thing that we've kind of been talking about uh, quite a lot lately. And, and I've said, um, actually, when I went on the Blues podcast, was um, that basically this team – they're continually soft. And and I know that's um, not particularly the nicest thing to say about them, but that's, that's where they get the most frustrating is the fact that they end up being soft more often than not. And adding a little grit and a little um, little sandpaper, as you're saying to it, it, it really does, it's, it's not just necessary, it's for the, for their actual gameplay, it's necessary for um, the momentum on the ice and it's necessary for their own mentality because of the fact that when they are so soft play-wise, I think it, it makes them feel a little bit more weak mentally and you just need some of those um, kind of harder hitting players on the ice. And if you don't can't particularly put harder hitting guys on the ice, then you need to be going into a situation where you have people that are just stirring shit up. You need some people to step up like Connor Garland has where he is full-blown talking shit to goaltenders making them come out of the crease and jump him um on the ice like that is the type of shit that you need to you need to start getting under people's skin um so there needs to be a level of just either being assholes or really just being heavy and actually like really laying out bodies on the ice Exactly, and I think that's what Labushkin is going to bring the lineup. And I don't know, uh, I think he was going to try and get back by the end of the road trip, but we now the road, the road trip's been shortened by two games uh, without the games on Saturday and Sunday against Minnesota. So Coyotes are back at it, obviously, tomorrow on Thursday, taking on the, the St. Louis Blues again. And it's a game where they need to, the Coyotes need to rebound defensively, especially. And... If they don't, then some guys are gonna get moved out of the lineup. Obviously, you know, and uh, and in my I, like last week, I called that second game against the Ducks a must-win. Now that this road trip has been shortened to only four games, it kind of feels like it. They at least need to get a point 
out of that to try and get out of these four games against St. Louis and Colorado, who are the two tougher teams, whereas Minnesota was kind of the third team in that power ranking of teams, essentially. You know, they need to find a way to get still get three or four points out of this out of these total four games, and it's going to be tough to do it. But, um, you know, if they play, if they have their offensive game rolling like they did for, you know, stretches, score, if they score three or more goals again on, uh, on, in the second game against St. Louis, I think they'll win. And Christian Dvorak is certainly doing everything he can to do that. He scored four goals in two games. He's basically been the only offense for the Coyotes for two straight games. So put him on the ice for 45 minutes. It will be all right. <laughs> yeah, anyone who can produce any type of offense on this team uh, just stick their ass on the ice. Um, who cares how tired they get? That's that's kind of we're at that point where it's kind of desperation towards you know whoever we can get to score goals. We need them to score goals. So I mean uh, I don't know. It may have been a little bit of birthday magic though. Is he going to be able to uh, keep that? magic up again in the second game against the blues we'll see but uh he you know he is um i haven't checked since before the game but he he was tied for first and leading with points before this so he probably is leading in points now um and so i you have to utilize that and you have to have people like nick schmaltz had some good looks in that game but um you have to have some people like Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, um, really stepping up and Connor Garland, really stepping up and, and scoring goals and really contributing because um, if there's going to have... It, it's funny because we, we usually sit here and bitch and moan about um, offensive issues, or yeah, offensive issues, but now we're sitting here bitching and moaning about defensive issues. And if that's the case then we are definitely going to need to see a lot more offense out of this team because uh, you are not a team when you have no offense and no defense. Uh, so you can't be squeezing out these these tight games if your defense is failing. So um, I'm sorry, but even Darcy Kemper can't save you there um, if you throw him under the bus. So definitely we need to be seeing a lot more off. We need to continually see more offense out of this team and the defense definitely needs to tighten up. And considering how pissed off Tockett looked that entire game, I um, I have a great inkling that um, he ripped them a new asshole basically after that game and uh, that they are probably going to be playing a tighter game Um in this next game against the Blues. They better. And pretty much all season long so far, I, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but the Coyotes have done a, a good job bouncing back after bad losses, right? They had that game against Vegas where they got trounced 5-2, to two, and they managed to bounce back and and hang around and, and end up losing in the, in the final, you know, 30 seconds of that hockey game, but they did it against Anaheim. They had a bad loss against Anaheim, bounced back, got the win. And I, I feel like this team is, is perfectly primed to do that against St. Louis. Um, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But Corey, I believe it is time now. We're about 35 minutes into this. We're still live, even though again, my Wi-Fi absolute garbage. Um, so it's still working. And, um, and so it's time now for the chocolate, the Choco challenge now uh, that we've been waiting for all show so are you ready Corey? this i'm not i don't know how much pain i'm in for with this but uh the box is here i'm actually kind of concerned so on that box that you you had sent me in earlier it, it's called white lightning it's called white lightning is that because what it was? it's white is it, chocolate is, is it called white lightning Yes, white lightning because it's got um, it's white chocolate that includes an infusion of twelve of the world's hottest peppers. Now, if you go online to their website, they actually list all twelve peppers that are in the, included in this piece of chocolate. I don't have the website pulled up in front of me. I, while I'm talking everybody through this, Corey, you can probably pull it up if you go to um, what is it chocolatechallenge.com and you can take a look and see what's in it. But Here's the cool thing about this. So 
This was 20 bucks online, chocochallenge.com. Every box that they sold of this for 20 bucks goes to um, feed, uh, feed, uh, feed, the, feed the homeless and feed the hungry. It's uh, for uh, feedingamerica.org is where the proceeds, a lot of the proceeds go. 50 meals for every bar of chocolate sold goes to feedingamerica.com. So it is um, actually for a good cause. I'm about to go through pain right now. Um, and I agree, Benders. I like white chocolate better than regular milk chocolate or dark chocolate. White chocolate, absolutely delicious. But yeah, here we go. So it comes in the cool box. And there's the bar right there. It says keep away from children and it's do not a, consume a red if packaging. you're pregnant, breastfeeding, or have a medical condition. Do you have... Do you have I think um, I'm good. Uh, are you pregnant, breastfeeding, or have a medical condition? Depends on what medical condition is. Some people would say I'm a little little loosey-goosey in the upstairs, but you never know. <laughs> they do not specify. Spe so from here, I, I see chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so 12 pepper insanity blend. Uh, this is, I'm going to butcher these. Chocolate reaperuga, the razor. Chocolate butler. Chocolate Reaperano, Seven Pot Douglas Brown X Reaper, Chocolate Butt X Reaper, great, this sounds great, uh, Fluorescent Mud Scorpion, Pepper Y, question <laughs> mark, Pepper Z, Z -a later, Chocolate Butler X Chocolate Reaper, um, Caramel Scotch Bonnet UFO and Caramel Reaperuga. So sounds awful, and it also yes, it sounds like something that they would name. It also sounds like something they would name a vibrator, a white lightning. Yeah, and uh, they all come from so. one particular pepper farm too, from Pucker Butt Farm. Um, I believe. In North Carolina, North or South Carolina, um, they were the ones who originally made the Carolina Reaper. So that's where that comes from. And I didn't. I think the Carolina Reaper is part of this. But yeah, here we go. I'm ready to do this. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do it here. I'm just gonna. So you can sip away, Corey. While I, I just. I'm, I'm gonna go full throttle on this thing here, as they say. Um, thank you for everybody for watching me go through this pain. We're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, Twitch, too. We have a, I didn't tell you that, Corey, but I made a Twitch channel just so for our live stream tonight. So, Woo. I, I yeah, got there it so is. freaked out when you said that we were on Twitch. I was like, we're on Twitch? Yes, we are. Yeah. It looks relatively harmless. So, yeah, because it's a, again, it's a white chocolate bar, but as, as Nick Floor knows... There's so many chilies in there that uh, it's like reddish Maximum brown now. effort. So <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going to happen here. I, I again, I don't have anything except for the beer to to get to uh, lock this down here. Now, Nick, you did this all in one bite. I'm going to do the same thing. There we go. Cheers, everybody. Oh, that sounds horrible. I don't have, I have milk in the fridge, Nick. That's where I'm going to go to if this thing kicks into overdrive. Nick nailed it when he said that the chocolate itself was good. But. You can taste oh. the chocolate? Yes, you can taste the chocolate. My mouth is on fire. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, grab some just in oh, case. Oh, I'm sure. <coughs> cat to the rescue. Is, is cat getting Holy some milk for you? 
She's getting me some milk. Bless Cat. Whoo! Holy smokes! Catherine Silverman to the rescue, y'all. Oh. Whoo! It just, like, stays. It just stays in the back of your throat. I... And just burns with fire. You brought me back before I was prepared. I had a disturbed look on my face. Just by watching, and now, I feel and now very exactly disturbed. What's I hate happening hot, so... It's happening now where my eyes are starting to water like crazy. So, this is exactly what I brought. I came prepared with some Kleenex here. Because... That's the thing. I'm usually pretty good with spicy foods, but... Anytime you go, you go spicy food, that's the first thing that happens. Whew, is the eyes water. Oh man, that can't, that comes in like a freight train. Okay. Holy shit. If smoke. that's that hot going in, think about that going through the rest of your body. Because that has to digest. Oh, there's the milk. I waited as long as possible, but holy smokes. Whew. <clears throat> Starting to... Whew. Yeah, I can barely talk at the moment. It's just fire. It's just... It's just fire and brimstone right now. Why did I do this to myself? Nick, why didn't you warn me that it's this was going to be as bad as it is? And the thing is... I, Nick, please tell me in the comments. How long does this? How long does this last? Is it gonna burn for the next hour and a half? Like I have weeds to watch here in a little bit. I've been watching Weeds, the uh, Showtime show, um, and I don't want to feel like this the entire time. It just, it just burns. Oh my god! <laughs> All aboard the fire shit train is what he said. <laughs> Holy smokes! Wow. Oh, now that's rough. That's really rough. As I'm just sitting here drinking my drink. Yeah. Yeah, how did you get away with this? Not having to do this. I don't eat spicy shit. Um, I, I volunteered to eat a cupcake yeah, in one bite. That's why I never... That's why uh, I would never ask you to do this. You said this. ten minutes. I... I um... I did it because I was like, it's good content, and uh, if Nick was going to do it, I wanted to do it with him so he wasn't doing it alone. How am I still talking right now? I Oh my gosh. I was, you, you would have seen me actually throwing it back up. I had sushi that was a little too spicy for me the other day, and I literally had to, like, I, I immediately, like, had a gag reflex and had to, like, spit it back out. So... I would have never even gotten it down, so you're you're much further than I would have ever gotten. That's any consolation. My favorite part is that for the first three seconds of chewing it, you're like, hey, this chocolate actually tastes pretty good. And then I try to chew it as much as possible because I figured I didn't want to have that sensation in my throat, which is the case. Like, it's not in my throat. It's literally just in the back part of my mouth, on my tongue, right now, and, um, whew, good luck anybody else at the network that wants to do this, god damn it, oh boy. How you describe that is kind of how I describe when I drink IPAs, like, it, at the beginning I'm like, this is not bad, and the hoppiness hits me, and I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this is, no, this isn't hop, this isn't hoppy. I just downed the entire glass of milk. I don't even like, fun, funny story, I don't even like regular whole milk. Is streaming, uh, on Twitch? It's, yeah, it's on Twitch. Kat's, uh, on, trying to ask me questions while I'm trying to go through this. <laughs> She's like my emotional support roommate here. But, uh, whew, okay, I think we're coming down now. I think we're coming down. <laughs> Well, uh, 
How was that for you, Corey? Was that great to watch or what? Him ten minutes. It was. I was actually very concerned when you when you came to me on here. I wasn't prepared because I probably went through an entire. I wish I would have recorded all my faces because it was literally like a like a parent watching their kid just kind of like run out in traffic, and you're just like. Twitch. oh shit like how is this going YouTube. to go down and that's how i i felt the entire time i i slowly watched you get into more and more trouble as it went and then um, um i just got more and more disturbed normally i would enjoy it I but the idea of spicy food Corey Ritchie bothers me that much i cannot do spicy food that is not my thing and i give you so many props for just doing it because that looked completely awful absolutely awful now Here's what I hope to get out of this. Fire hiccups? Okay, what the fuck are fire hiccups, Nick? <laughs> I don't get hiccups that often, so... Man's like, a, man's like a dragon. Here's what I hope to get out of this, though. Which is, they have a thing... What are you doing? Where if you... If you post online... Hashtag Choco Challenge. They're giving away, like, a... A year's supply of hot sauce. Um, so maybe Nick or I will get something out of this. Wait, wait. So you burn your tongue off, and then they reward you with... He's... Uh, oh, he gets really bad hiccups when he eats something incredibly spicy. Is it like when you drink, and you like get hiccups from when you're, like, drunk? Like, is it the same thing? Um, and so... But so as I was saying, like when you um, you basically just burnt your taste buds off, and so they reward you by sending you more hot shit. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yes. Okay, it's uh, now we're to the point where it's like a good. Benders knows what fire hiccups are. That makes any sense. Um. So. So now it's like the real kick-ass spice is gone, but now it's like the the spice is sticking around as like a as as this type of spice that I like, which is kind of just like oh it's there, cool I like it, it gives me a sense of a of a of a bit of a rush, and uh, so I think I'm coming down off of it now. Thank God my eyes didn't get massively massively watery, and and I uh, and started crying. Because uh, that would have been bad. Did not cry. So I made it through. I made it through. Yeah, I'm sure Benders with it and did well, some spicy jumbalaya are... down there. Uh, I got runny nose though right you now. You are much great, better than Irish. I think yeah, uh, I would have never been able to do that. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Ooh, all right, it's been about ten minutes now. Every time I Starting watch that sh- come that off. show, Hot Ones, I always think, "What's wrong with them?" Yeah, this is basically basically that, but worse because of all that was in there. But, uh, whoo! And yeah, that's Nick is one hundred percent right. Like I went through that, but it's I gave fifty meals to people who need it, so. If you're watching us, Sporty Nation, and you want to do it too, you can go to ChacoChallenge.com, 20 bucks, donate 50 meals, and you can uh, go through what Nick and I did, because it's, oh boy. And if you want to do our cupcake challenge, make sure to donate to Skating for Layton after you do our cupcake challenge as well. Um, we're just apparently on a on a... Uh, challenge binge as of recent. Um, the the cupcake one was a was a me thing, and the chocolate one was a Richie thing. Uh, although Richie v- decided to do the cupcake one with me, um, I was not going to do this one with him because I'm not insane. Sorry, yeah, Richie, but I know you're. I know you're you're. You how much you do not like spicy stuff, so I never expect you to do this. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode, Corey. Um, I will keep you updated as far as what happens the rest of the night with myself. If I die or not, that milk was perfect. After I took the milk, I, I felt like I got better. Now I got the beer to like give me some, some booze in me, some alcohol to try and <clears throat> give me a buzz to try and get over this as quick as possible. So I just numb myself to death at this point. So my mouth is still that way. Any last words before we go? Um, you are, you are much better man than I and, uh, bless you, Richie. Hopefully it passes through you very, um, not like a, a firebomb. I feel like it will, but I hope it passes through you very nicely. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I will not keep you updated on that. That stays between me. (laughs) Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, yeah, vendors, you better uh, take our cupcake challenge. I like that he said that he'll just deep throat the cupcake instead. That sounds, we have cupcakes over here. We still have some of the ones you bought us, I think. That actually sounds really delicious right now. I don't know if that's. A great way to get over a spicy mess in your mouth, but certainly give it a try. All right, uh, that'll do it. Thank you so much for watching our 100th episode here on the Hockey Podcast Network. It was something. I'll tell you that much, Sporty Nation. It was something. Thanks for bearing with us through uh, our Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi here. Um we're still streaming, though. We're still live. People are still watching. Thanks to Nick and Benders for hanging out in the chat. Thanks to everybody who's going to watch this later. Thanks for everybody for laughing at my pain. Thank you, Corey, for carrying most of the show while we were while my internet was still spotty. I don't even know if I'm still here. I don't even know if I'm still on this planet. I don't know what's happening right now. But that'll do it for this episode of Sporty with Corey and Richie. We will be back with you on Monday. And uh, hopefully I don't die by then. I will tell you that. Um, Until the next show, everybody. Thanks for hanging out on the 100th episode of Sporty with Corey and Richie. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. And if you're sticking around on the live stream, uh, we want to tell you to make sure you check out our friends at Blue Notes. So go ahead and check out this.